Hi everyone, I'm Akshay Bhargava. I'm the founder and chairman of Bridgeweave. We are an AI fintech company that's based in London. I remember as a child, my parents had this weekly ritual known as a bank visit. They would go meet the cashier and they would probably know each other by name. And they would do the kind of stuff that grown-ups used to do in banks in those times, which I hardly understood. For me, it was just a boring visit in a dark, dingy bank. Uh, it was not a great experience, uh, honestly. Today, this is unimaginable. You can do anything you want to do with respect to your banking transactions on a mobile app. Today, you can do any sort of banking transactions on your mobile apps in seconds or minutes. This has happened across sectors and services in the banking domain. We've spoken to a couple of founders who are building wealth management products that help you manage your wealth through a few clicks. But in the space of HNI wealth management, this kind of disruption has not really happened yet. HNI wealth management continues to be a very high touch business with very well paid wealth managers working with the ultra rich, helping them optimize their portfolio investments. Akshay Bhargava was running wealth management for one of the top banks in the UK where he realized the opportunity to bring about a tech disruption in this space. His startup Bridgeweave has two flagship products. The first is a SaaS product that makes wealth managers more productive, helps them manage more clients within the same number of hours. And the second product, which I really was fascinated by, is an algorithmic crypto investment platform. So you can leave your crypto investment to the algorithm and it takes into account thousands of signals to continuously buy and sell and in a very, very short duration. I think this really has immense potential to transform the way most people do their crypto investments. In this conversation, Akshay talks about his take on wealth management, his take on crypto as an asset class, and some of the trends that he sees in this space. You're listening to the Spotlight Podcast, and I'm your host, Akshay Dutt. There were three triggers. One was... I felt very strongly that wealth management did not use technology very effectively. And that is a view I continue to hold. I still don't think they, they use technology very effectively. Okay. I'm very interested in AI as a technology and that something was possible, that, I, that we could build something that would really make a difference. And that was the second. So first was the inadequate use of technology, which created a need. Secondly, I felt AI was a solution, so I thought I had the solution. And thirdly, I was approaching 60 at the time, and I said, if I don't do something now, then I will never do it. So I went to Barclays, and they were very decent about it, and they let me make the move. And that is how the idea of Bridgeway was born. Why do you say wealth management doesn't use technology? You have all these wealth management businesses in the US uh, which are using technology and AI to manage portfolios. Uh, yes, but I don't mean, when I say wealth management, that is not what I mean. When I say wealth management, really high net worth, extremely high net worth, where there is very little technology, you have very expensive and very good front office staff who get paid a lot of money, but they are very sophisticated individuals. They, you can't go with the robo-advisors when you're talking to Mr. Radhani. You know, you know what I mean? You need very different products, you need very different structures, you need very different skill sets, you need a different level of maturity. It's a face-to-face -face selling. It's very 
institutional in nature. Sometimes you're not even dealing with the customer, you're dealing with the family office because they're managing large bodies of money. So, no, so that is the business I'm talking about. And I felt their technology wasn't being used much because the front office relies on individuals to deliver the product. And what is... Uh, so, essentially, that business, uh, it's a feature of that business that it doesn't use technology, right? Like, I mean, that, that's what the business says, personalized attention and all of that. So, so what is the role? Like, how could technology make it better? So, I'll give an example here. There is no, no real difference between corporate banking and private banking. Okay, because both are very institutional in nature. But... When I'm dealing with you as an extremely rich individual, you are dealing with me and my relation, your relationship is with me, Akshay Bhargava. Yes. And what tends to happen is if the individual were to leave the bank, the relationship is at risk. Whereas in a corporate context, you're always dealing with the bank. And also in a corporate context, it is the bank who is lending money most of the time to the corporation. Whereas in the retail, in a private bank, the individual is placing money with the bank. So it's a the power relationship is inverted. The customer is king. The customer is not borrowing from the bank. Bank is borrowing from the customer. So it's, it's an inverse, inverse relationship. Now, the real challenge is, so when you have very expensive staff, and this was a problem I dealt with in Barclays, when you have very expensive staff, what do you do? The only way around that problem is not to pay them less because that's the market. The way is to make them do more. Okay, so if I, as a private banker, handle 50 relationships today, because that is my capacity, if somehow that capacity could be increased to 200 relationships, it is a win for everybody. It is a win for the bank, because they are doing more with one very expensive resource. It is a win for me, because my revenue contribution goes up, therefore my bonus goes up. Okay, now the only way to do that, I think, is technology. So we found, for example, we found that when the customer came in and he said, I want, you to, I want to talk about my portfolio. Now, what we had to do was to download the customer's portfolio, look at all the analysis, look at all the holdings, equities, funds, bonds, etc., etc., do an analysis, prepare a nice material report, and then be for the customer. It took three days. Okay, now, if it was AI that could do this in half an hour, you could have five, seven, ten times as many customer portfolio conversations in a day. What happens in, in this portfolio conversation? Like you ask the customer to share data about his current... I am managing the customer's portfolio. I know all the data. But I have to explain to the customer that your stock portfolio has outperformed the market by 3%, your bond portfolio is underperformed by 1%, but don't worry, the underperformance is due to two bonds you were holding, the rest of the bonds have done very well. If we were to sell these two bonds and replace them with these two others, it doesn't change your portfolio or doesn't change your risk or your sharp ratio, but your performance will go up. You know, so it's that kind of analysis. It's like a doctor. Yeah. You have diabetes, you're taking metformin, you're taking this and that, your sugar will be, get better and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a bit, it's a very much a forensic analysis of what, how your investments have done and what is the way forward. And how do you keep your portfolio healthy? A doctor would say, how do I keep you healthy? Okay. 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 Got it. Okay. I understand uh, how technology can make a wealth manager more effective. So what is it that uh, you started off with? Like, what did you build as your 
version one of product and making. Yes. So this is where the story gets really interesting, and the drama begins to start. So we first, for, we first said we will build AI algorithms that can take in all the portfolio data. and take in all the market data because then you have to analyze the portfolio against market performance so take a massive amount of data and then create insights out of it and how to make it better okay so that took us about a year so now we are into 2019 middle of 2019 or towards second half of 2019 Were you working with some beta customers for building this product while you were? Yeah, we worked with Barclays, we worked with City, we did, did. We had a few beta customers, but nothing very major. And then by end of 2019, our product was ready, and we started to take it out in the market. We had good response, but then in March of 2020, lockdown happened. So our entire pipeline vanished. <laughs> and we were called people and they said, "Ab kya kare? There's nobody in office. We are all scared." So we had the product, we had the engineering, we had the selling, uh, selling it as a subscription, like you pay per seat. Or yeah, we we were selling it as app. a. Uh, there were two ways we were selling it. One is we could sell you as a subscription, you pay me per portfolio per month, or we could sell you as a service. So we, we do a dedicated customized service, and we found that different banks had a different model. And, and became and it, one of the, my worries was that it was never the same structure to two banks. Everybody wanted something different. Oh, give us equities, but don't give us bonds, but don't give us ETFs. Give us bonds and equities, but don't give us funds. And these funds, by the way, we have only 150 funds. Don't look at other funds. Look at only these. So there was an incredible amount of customization that was required. Anyway, we were dealing with this, and then the lockdown happened. and so then uh, luckily we cut expenses we took deep salary cuts and me included and, uh, and the business survived hmm. and this is all and, like you had not taken any external funds till this time we had taken some external money but angel money no vc money so we had some seed investors who would come in and but there was no vc money there is still no vc money in our company and sometimes i wonder whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but it is that is what it is So during lockdown, actually, we saw a very interesting phenomenon. We saw tens of millions of customers, individuals, go directly to stock markets. And you've seen this in India: zero, the five paisa. They all boomed during lockdown. Eighteen million customers, one point eight crore new customers entered the market. Okay, and the trend continues. By the way, once it stopped, it started, didn't stop. Same like thing happened. Even globally, that Robin Hood. We all know the story of Robin Hood. In UK also, there is uh, there are a number of companies that saw the same phenomenon. And initially, we thought this was a lockdown thing. People are bored, sitting at home, still getting paid, and therefore the stock market was doing well, and they're putting money there. And then it didn't stop. It it just refused to stop. And then we realized that there is something very different happening. Here. we felt that what is happening is a new generation of investors is voting with their feet they are basically saying we don't like wealth management models we don't want wealth advisors we don't trust banks we don't trust institutions we trust each other we want to do it ourselves we don't want to pay big fees and we would rather do our own research and go and buy in the market 
and then of course the people like zaroda and paytm money and all that made it super simple to buy okay very is zero fees also so fees came down the, the action became very easy and of course people went and bought and we we began to realize that there was still a problem and the residual problem was that yeah it is very easy to buy but what should you buy no one knows that so we said wait wait we have the algorithms already we can repoint them to the retail market and that is what we did that is how our product investor ai was born okay so we converted all our algos into a little app called investor ai and we made it available to retail individuals in the market so that was the first action we took one one question about investor ai uh, which country was it made available for because you would need to develop it separately for each country right no we didn't we developed one app covering us markets european markets uk markets and indian markets wow okay it's the same app so what is available in india is the exact same version that you get in us Hmm. No difference. Hmm. Okay, okay, but the data being—it's the same process. Data comes from one place. We algorithms are in the same place. They, they just turn on the signals and we do it. So that was done. So it is one single app globally. That is a, quite a powerful idea. Then we started to realize that we launched it in India because UK and US were locked down at the time. So we said India is open. India was open. Then of course India went into second lockdown. That so we were being very opportunistic. Where is the door open? We can drive through it. so you know these are very interesting days um, anyway so we launched it in india and then we realized that at least in india and maybe globally also people don't want to pay for information okay that was a very big learning for us so we said how do we make money from this it's a very good product but paisa kaise banega so then we said we will take it to we will partner with institutions Okay, and like brokerage houses, free to use, but we could then package our signals through APIs for brokerage houses who could monetize it because as a part of their transactional service, and that monetization we could share. So, for example, we have a product with Paytm Money, who is a great partner for us. We have also launched a recent product with Yes Securities, which is another wonderful product. and so paytm money for instance we give tens uh, large cap ideas in a month and that costs 150 rupees a month okay and then we share that revenue with yes securities we have launched a different product which is a automated ai driven portfolio so it's a portfolio of 10 15 stocks that balances automatically once every 15 days and then you can subscribe to it and uh, and again they marketed to their customers and then we share revenues in some manner so that that is our model so we have a number of uh, b2b partnerships uh, which b2b2c partnerships which we are very happy with so uh, this is a premium uh, offering for all of these app atm has a paid offering which will Correct. give you ai or, or robot advisory basically so essentially Robo advisory is available on tap for any fintech uh, if they want. See, to this offer. is not robo advisory, Akshay. I just want to be a little pedantic here. Robo advisory, the way it works around the world, is you come to me, I do a risk profile for you, and I say, I have done your risk profiling. You are low to medium risk, and then I put you in the low to medium risk bucket, and everybody in that bucket gets the same solution. 
So they create five solutions. It is generally mutual funds, some mix of mutual funds. And low, medium has one set, medium has one set, medium high has one set, high has one, and so on. I actually think that is a very simplistic idea, uh, not in a good way. So, so I think robo-advisors have very limited use. It, it works when you have very little money. If you have 10,000 rupees to invest, then maybe that is the best answer. But if you have lakhs to invest, then there is, you can do more. You, know, you can do better. Hmm. So how is this different? How is this different? So you said robo-advisory is putting people into a pool and then that pool gets the same recommendation. Yeah, so we don't put anybody into a pool. What we are saying, AI has generated this portfolio of 15 stocks. You can buy all 15 in the ratio that we have... <coughs> said or you can say no i like energy sector more so i will overweight reliance or i'll say I, I don't like reliance as a company i will not buy reliance at all i'll buy the other 11 stocks you have full freedom to do what you want once a fortnight we rebalance and then you can accept the rebalance as is or you can make your own changes and rebalance but the ideal portfolio that you recommend, that is a universal recommendation or each person gets a different recommendation? So, the, there is no ideal portfolio because ideal only exists in a context. So, I can tell you that this is an ideal portfolio for you. I can tell Shruti this is an ideal portfolio for her. But the two portfolios could be different. So, there is no one ideal portfolio. What we do is create a portfolio of stocks where our AI engine believes will give you the best return. Okay. And that okay. Is, is a critical factor? Like the, the you, each you will get a different recommendation? No. You're not, there's no this is not even a recommendation, uh, Akshay. Because I can only make a recommendation if I know what your requirements are. I am not asking you for any requirements. All I'm saying is my AI is saying these are the best 15 stocks. Now, and I'm not saying you give me the money, I will invest in them. I'm saying these are 15 stocks. You want to copy this portfolio? Please copy. Mm-hmm. One okay. click on so, small case. So, so like, uh, in, uh, for the next two weeks, these are the best 15 stocks based on what's happening globally. Uh, and Correct. The, so the, the, uh, think of this as a copy portfolio product. You know, there are many places where you can copy your portfolio. You can say, tell me what Warren Buffett's portfolio is. I will copy that. No, Warren Buffett's portfolio may be $3 billion. You may say, I have only $10,000. But give me a mirror image of Warren Buffett for $10,000. I trust Warren Buffett. Whatever he's doing, I want to do. I'm not giving my money to Warren Buffett to manage. I'm saying, please, sir, show me what you're investing. I will invest the same. That is the principle we are following. So we are allowing people to copy a machine portfolio. Got it. Okay. So, for people in India, these 15 stocks are the best option for the next two weeks. That is what the uh, algorithm sends okay. out. So, these are the best options. And every two weeks, we will review the allocation. And if it changes, we'll tell you what the changes are. And you are free to copy them or not copy them. Okay. So, it's a very different. It's not a money management or a recommendation uh, proposition the way traditional. That is why I don't charge money, too much money. I charge 2,000 rupees for it. A month. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm not managing your money. I'm not taking your money sits in your account. Aapko jo karna kar hmm? uh, so, uh, and that thousand rupees, so like Paytm, for example, would be charging thousand rupees to their users for this and they would share some amount with you. Correct. Okay. So, that, so this is the part two of the story. And part three of the story is about what I'm now about to tell you. 
And so we, we realized that we had a number of customers. And when we interviewed these customers, we began to realize that they're, they were young. Firstly, we, were, we had a lot of people under 30 and a lot of people over 55. And very little between 30 and 55. Because that is when you have home loan, car loan, children, school fees, mortgages, all that expensive holidays and things. And after your children go off into college and all, then then have just more money to spend. Or you're very young and you're trying it out. And we asked them, what do you invest in? And we found they were not investing in mutual funds. Some were doing SIP and all that, but by and large, they know. They They said, we do equities and we do crypto. So we said, oh, crypto, we hadn't realized that. And we said, okay, if this is our customer, we are not serving the customer completely because we are solving one part of the problem, but we are not doing anything. So we said, okay, we should, we said strategically, we must think about how to do it. So we called our team in labs, which are really are incredibly smart, scientific brains who do things that I cannot do. They are extremely bright individuals. And I said to them that, can you create an algorithm for crypto? So they came back some weeks later. They said, yes, we can, but we cannot create an algorithm the way we have for equities. I said, what do you mean? He says, in equities, we have a 30-day recommendation. In crypto, 30 days is too long. We cannot make a recommendation that is valid that long. Or even 15 days or even one day. So I said, okay, what can you do? They said, we can do two hours. So we, we can give you a two-hour recommendation, a three-hour recommendation. And max we can go is six hours. Beyond six, the signal will decay and it is not. you cannot trust the signal. So we said, wow, <laughs> this is really interesting. So we said, then we realized that if I come to you and say, Akshay, here is a three-hour recommendation. What are you going to do? You can't buy, sell, because you're busy with other things. By the time you go to buy, the price has moved. So it's a useless recommendation. Even if, So we said we, the only way this recommendation works is if we allow you to automatically buy and sell instantly. So we created a series of execution bots that we have now attached to the recommendation engine. So it not only tells you what you can invest in, it will immediately invest it for you if you say, please do. And literally all you have to decide is how much money you want to invest. 10,000 rupees, 1 lakh, 5 lakhs, whatever, and then it will go. And that is our... Crypto product, we call it Investor AI Crypto. So it is part of the same product family, which uses AI to come up with recommendations. And then in the case of Investor AI Crypto, it goes to the next step where it actually executes those recommendations. So Investor AI, the original one is a information product. But Investor AI Crypto, which is the new product, is actually a transactional product. Okay, so that is the what we have launched. Now, ironically, we launched that product about eight weeks or six weeks ago, and what has happened to the crypto market in the last six yes. weeks? Yeah, it yeah. has. Yeah. Well, talk about bad timing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we, of course, are optimists. We are saying yes, it was bad timing in that sense, but it is very good timing because anyone who comes in now is coming in at the bottom of the market. And therefore, upside is far greater than downside. But let us see what happens. So that is the bridge weave story in a sense. Now, there is a part four. There is a part four to this. Let me just finish that thought. 
And the part four is actually quite an exciting one. I don't think it is there in the next 12 months, maybe a little bit longer. But I think where the world is going with Web3, blockchain, de- decentralized finance, they all mean roughly the same thing, is very exciting. And what excites me is the ideological underpinnings of Web3, which is that there is no central authority that dictates what happens and sets the rules and conditions and the prices and so on. It is community-owned, community-governed and community-managed. Of course, there are some centralized things that have to happen. But imagine if there was a mutual fund that did not need a fund manager because AI managed the money, came up with recommendation. Imagine if there was a mutual fund where, you know, if you could buy and sell instantly and you got your money in the bank in the next 30 seconds. Imagine if it didn't charge you any fees or some very small fees. Okay, imagine if you could enter and exit at will. Imagine if you could say that, I don't really really think I want to invest in any assets that have any Russian holding. So you could exclude, include, you could make up your own ESG criteria, your own priority criteria, you could dial things up and down. And the technology were to do it automatically. And imagine if you could take your portfolio and say, I want... 70% in stocks, 20% in funds, and 10% in crypto assets. And it all was part of one seamless portfolio, and you could switch back and forth without a problem. That would be wonderful. That is the future we want to build. And that is going to, I think it is going to take us two years, three years, but we are very focused on it. We are very excited about it. And all the products we are building, Investor AI, Investor AI crypto, AI portfolios, all will be components of the larger jigsaw. Uh, what is AI portfolio? AI portfolio is what I just described to you, that uh, 15 stocks which rebalance okay. every 15 days. We call them FTM, follow the machine okay. portfolios. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, so uh, AI portfolio is uh, what is embedded inside a PTM or a Yes Bank? Yes. So if you go to Yes Securities and you look for, in fact, they're doing something very interesting. They're taking the portfolio and saying, this is an AI machine generated portfolio. And here is a human recommended portfolio. And they're saying you compare man versus machine and see who does best. And we are saying, bring it on. We will take that challenge. Okay. So uh, I want to dig a little deeper uh, into what kind of traction you saw in each of these phases. So when you launched the free to use retail app, uh, of investor AI, what kind of traction did you get? Like, you know, uh, and this is purely just advice, right? There was no transaction capability in the retail investor. AI. Yeah, there was no transaction capability. We then subsequently added a transaction capability, but it wasn't a seamless transaction capability. It was the ability to log into your brokerage account without leaving our app. Oh, okay. So you could log into your Zerodha or your... <laughs> you 14 accounts, brokerages. So that was quite useful. And we had very good reaction. But like we said, the revenue model was not very robust because we wanted to make it a free app. We wanted everybody to use it. And I think in that we were successful. But then when we started to distribute it through partners, then we saw started seeing different, different kind of... What? Can you say something? On the app itself, I forget, we have close to 30,000 users, many of them in India. I don't have the numbers for what is happening with IFL, Paytm, and some of our partners, because then it's, it's kind of embedded in their their sort of app. I would expect, 
I don't know. My my my. This is just a guess number. Yeah. I would expect about two two between somewhere between two and five lakh people see it every day, not or every often, because all these people have millions of customers. You don't know how many people are looking at it. No, but this is a paid service by these apps, right? Paytm is showing this uh, recommendation to somebody. Ah, paid service. Put... Yeah, those numbers we don't disclose. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just talking about just viewership and things. So, what is the difference? The Paytm is sold to everyone, but some people who are paying can maybe do the uh, one-click balancing of portfolio. Yeah, so, you know, for instance, if there's a portfolio on Paytm, that portfolio is visible to everybody. You want to buy with one click, then you have to pay. You have to rebalance every fortnight, then you have to pay. That's how it is. And it's it's not very expensive. Yet. We really wanted to make it very democratic, open access, everybody should use. So, it's, just, it's a few hundred rupees. It's not massive amount of money. And for the uh, crypto product, this would not be embedded inside a Paytm or a Yes Bank because they don't offer crypto, right? Like, like you would no, no, no. Crypto is very different. Crypto is not going to be embedded inside anything because, uh, you know, look, these are banks are governed by the RBI and they, they are not yet ready to get into crypto. They will be. My belief is that they will be. But I, mean, I think once the regulatory position becomes clearer, I can see banks getting into crypto. Because don't forget, there are 300 million crypto investors in the world. India has 100 million out of it. 30% of world investors in crypto are in India. Now, 100 million is a big number. Now, how many stock market investors are there in India? 80 million, 85 million, some number like that. So, there are more crypto investors than equity investors. That's amazing. You cannot ignore that. So, whether you're a bank or whatever, at some point you have to pay attention. Now, I understand because of regulatory uncertainty, it is not a good time for banks to pay attention, but they will at some stage. So, what will be the distribution channel for investor AI crypto? Are you directly distributing? Is it a direct-to-customer offering or will it be embedded? So, we always have a direct-to-customer. So, if you go to App Store, you download Investor AI crypto, you can download it just now and put it on okay. your phone. Okay. But but we are also looking at partners. This would be free to use the Investor AI app download. I as a retail user download it. Yeah. Download is free. But remember, this is a transaction app. It's not information app. It's not giving you news about crypto or something like that. It basically tells you here is a strategy. You want to invest in it. We will invest in it. And it will then invest for three hours, two hours, five hours as it thinks appropriate. And the machine decides. And the machine decides once the three hours is over. Uh, and you can say, please uh, go again. And it will keep going again. And so it could keep going one all year if you don't tell it to stop. So, okay, so that is so it's a very different app. Now, in th- but, uh, three hours, how are you doing the transaction? Is it the same that you can log into, say, your coin DCA? No, 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 it is much more smooth. So, for instance, we are philosophically we also say in the portfolio that we are not taking any money from you. Okay, your money sits in your account. Now, your account is with some exchange. Okay, let us say it was with CoinSwitch. CoinDCX, CoinSwitch, Wazirx, etc. So, let us say it's CoinDCX. We say keep your account with CoinDCX. But please go to CoinDCX and give us an API key into our app and link our app with your account. Once you link, the trading is automatic. Okay, so it is very easy. And the app can continue to do it without bothering you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So, because uh, these crypto exchanges are 
private as opposed to say an NSE, which is not a private organization. Therefore, they give an API access, and therefore this uh, you are able to build a friction-free experience for customers. Which you could not do exactly. equity because in equity there is a regulated entity which would not allow that kind of API access. No, I can still I, equity. Also, I can do it. For instance, Zeroda gives you API access. I can trade through Zeroda if I wanted to on equity. I just haven't done it. Um, yeah. I, theoretically, I could do it uh, with Zeroda, I could do it with any other who gives me APIs. So it's not a regulatory thing. It is just a, it, it, see, in equities, what happens if I give you a recommendation? I'm not saying to you, uh, Akshay, this is good only for one hour. I'm saying this is a good recommendation. It makes money in 30 days. So most people like time to think and all that. They may buy now, they may buy one hour later, they may buy in the evening, they might say weekend to dekhenge, abhi time nahi. But, but crypto, you can't do that here because the recommendation, there is no 30-day recommendation possible. The only thing possible is two, three hours. So then you have to do this. You know? That's fascinating. So uh, as an analogy here, the way you have self-driving cars, this is a self-drive right. for investments where you can just turn on the autopilot and the autopilot will every two hours do the transaction, like sell what they feel is not appropriate or buy what they feel needs to be bought. Uh, and this can continue as long as you keep the autopilot on. And uh, the beauty is, uh, another lovely feature we have, is that, so now there are many cycles, in the trading cycles. So you could have a two-hour trading cycle, you could have a six-hour trading cycle, anything or anything in between. So we are finding typically we have five trading cycles in a day, between four and five. Okay. And some of these are winning cycles, some of these are losing cycles. What do you mean winning cycle, losing cycle? What is that? So in a, in a winning cycle, at the end of the cycle, you made a little bit of money. You started with 100, you end with 100, 100.5. In a losing cycle, you start with 100, you end with 99.8. Okay, it's very simple. If it is a winning cycle, only then we will charge you. And we will charge you only $1. Okay, so whether you are deploying $500 or deploying $10,000, we will still charge you $1 only and only when you make money. So it's a very user-friendly structure. And again, this is in keeping with our vision of building a community, having the community in charge, aligning incentives, removing conflicts of interest as much as possible, and so on and so forth. Okay. This $1 will get paid to you. You will, you will have, so you have to buy credits, okay? And it is one credit, winning cycle, one credit equals $1. And you buy the credits as an in-app purchase through Google or Apple. Uh, whichever device you are using. So you buy it through your credit card. Yeah. Okay, okay. And if your credits are over, then uh, it will stop. Uh, the autopilot will turn off, basically. Oh, if you cancel, then uh, autopilot will turn off. So there's nothing to pay unless you make money. I did say I buy 100 credits and I turn on autopilot. Maybe in uh, three weeks, those 100 credits get used, then autopilot will turn off. Yes, but you'll get a notification, say your credits are running out, you should put money. So we will alert you. If you don't want to put more credit, yes. Once you run out of credits, autopilot will stop. Think of it like a self-driving car which has a meter. You put money in the meter. Put money in meter, it'll keep going around. The moment money runs out, it will stop. Then you put more money, it'll start again. Uh, why don't you charge a percentage of 
profits made, which is the norm, right? In in most wealth uh, management, or at least HNI wealth management services, they take a percentage of profits. I know, yeah, but the point. Uh, see, philosophically, I have never agreed with that concept. Because as a service provider, I'm not doing more work just because you're putting $100,000. I do the same work for $100,000 as I do for $1,000. So I see it as a fundamentally unfair system. Okay, which penalizes big investors and makes small investors uneconomic. So the result of this whole notion is that small investors can never get in because they are never profitable for work. the bank only want uh, if you don't have 50 lakhs they will not talk to you put up the bati nikarega and they are more like 5 crore okay and then the more money you have, i think they just basically wrong yeah what about small people how will they get in so we said we will break this uh, link never mind about the industry so we are thinking very dif- differently in a slightly disruptive manner and we are putting our money where our mouth is and we are saying that fine it is all very well to talk about democratic access and no conflict of interest and aligning interest but if we keep charging percentage of assets then we are not aligning anything because naturally what will happen here why would i bother with somebody with 1000 dollars kuch paisa nahi banega then i'll say you go away we have actually gone to the other extreme we have said if you are investing less than 500 dollars we will actually not charge you even for winning cycles because you are too small please come and use our service for free get comfortable with it and then you know you can add more money as you go along okay like a like a premium uh, so at the lower end we don't even charge that 1 dollar so look we are not socialists or communists or something like that but we are we are ideologically leaning more and more towards the community and low, no conflict ideology that is espoused by web3 and decentralized finance got it got it okay um what is the community angle in this the community angle at the moment is not very visible because we are just starting but what we want to do is to build a, see what are we doing let's take a step back akshay what is it that we are doing we are creating a, commu- a group of people who are either equity investors or crypto investors or both okay this is the profile i'm very interested in okay today the community is just for us to get feedback to for us to learn about what they want to get some research and thing but over time we want to empower the community more and more over time who knows where this will go we could be issuing tokens for this community we could say if you if you have been a loyal user for one year we will give you all kinds of benefits and discounts that other people will not get and then we could launch new products that will only go to certain portion of that group of people community etc so it will build over time we have not we have just, we wanted to get the product out let get enough people using it and then we will see how to build the community eventually the community is what will power our decentralized finance strategy that's why this community is so important to us and we are right now a small group of people on telegram and so on and so forth but but over time it will become more and more potent as we empower it more and more you know so for instance i could say okay i'm not going to do this but if i wanted to say that 
I want to change the cost of a credit from $1 to $1.50. I could ask my community. One is I could just do it. The other is I could ask the community. And if people say, yeah, we don't mind, or some people say, no, this is, we're never going to use it, etc. That feedback becomes an important guide for us to dictate our future actions. I could go to one extreme level that I could embody these condi- this condition into the smart contract and say, if I get 33% of the people agreeing to a price change, the price will change. Then I'm no longer in charge. Somebody proposes in the community says yes or no. It is not in my hands. You see where directionally you can incrementally improve this quite significantly. And that is where the whole investment world will begin to change when the power shifts from the fund manager to the investor. See, today, for instance, you are a star fund manager in Access Bank. Okay? You make you get a paid a big bonus because not because you made money, but because markets went down 30%, you went down 10%. You're a hero. Okay, you outperform the market by 3x. Okay, and you go to your boss, boss gives you a handsome bonus. Now, in reality, you get a big bonus, but your customers have lost, investors have lost money. That should not happen. You should not make money when investors are losing money. And that is what decentralized finance tries to change. Now, I think we are many years away from that kind of vision. But in small steps, it will it will get there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I want to kind of uh, understand from you how your recommendation engine works. So you have, you can just... Give me a little bit of details on that. Yeah. So what we do is we get a constant stream of data. Hmm. We have trained our algorithms to take in that data and analyze it very quickly. Hmm. Well, the data is about uh, crypto prices across different uh, Crypto prices, volumes, highs, lows, frequency, trading volume, number of purchases, number of sales, shorts, derivatives, options, futures, all that kind of stuff. So then we have trained our algorithms that positive signal, this is what it looks like. So when these numbers look like this, chances of making money are high. That is the pattern that the algorithms have recognized. Now, normally, this is where we have done something really interesting. We have, we use a technology called computer vision, where we take the data And for every element of data, we convert it into a picture. And the picture is not a human image or something, not something that you can understand. It is a 30 by 30 matrix of of 900 squares. Each square has a different color. And the color denotes certain attribute. Okay. And in a certain color pattern then represents a profitable signal. Okay, so when we get the data, we convert all of them to images and then we know which kind of images represent potential profit and then we do image matching. It is a very fast process. And then once we find the matches, that then gives us the shortlist of insights and signals that are likely to be profitable. Okay, and how many currencies do you cover? We cover about uh, 30 currencies. Okay, okay. Only, and remember, there are over 10,000 currencies in the world. Yes. Yes, 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 that's right. Yeah. Okay, okay. But 30 would cover all the mainstream ones like 
Bitcoin, Ethereum. The most liquid, the most traded ones with the highest volume and the highest market cap. Yeah. So uh, when you want to move from crypto plus equity plus debt, uh, how will that happen? So the, today the digital assets world is separate. The traditional assets world is separate. The two have not intersected. But still intersect. For instance, uh, the crypto world is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, the traditional world is T plus two settlement, opens at 9.15, closes at four o'clock, doesn't work on Saturdays, Sundays. That's the first disconnect. How do you make that even? Now, there is an experiment I'm told going on in Australia where they want to convert the exchange to 24 hours, seven days a week operation. Now, I don't know how it'll work. Maybe it won't succeed, but at least people are now beginning to think about how it might work. Okay. Tell me about how you will uh, scale this. Now, this is your flagship product, right? This is the product you want to bet the company on. How will you this scale This is a big product. A big... Hmm. So again, through partnerships. And there are two models for scale-up. One is through partnerships. And the second model is we have created a second version of Investor AI Crypto for the high net worth individuals. Because the high net worth individuals, many of them have decided that we wish to allocate 3% of our portfolio to crypto assets. Okay. Now, let us say you said that. And so let us say you want to allocate 50 lakhs to crypto. Okay. Now, how do you do it? You don't know. There is no advice. No bank will tell you what to buy because they don't do it. You can do some own research and decide I'll buy a little bit of Bitcoin, a little bit of Ether, a little bit of Matic, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But that's, Tika, you did analysis once. The market is changing so fast, you do continuous analysis. Unless you have a team of analysts sitting in your office, you cannot do that. So it is impossible for a high net worth individual who wants crypto as a long-term investment. How do you do this? So we have created a version that we call Platinum Club for the high net worth people, where the entry criteria is the minimum investment is higher. But you get the full service and it's a very sophisticated service and allows you to invest in crypto and other things. What is the difference? Like, is it like more personalized? Is it a human interface? No, it's still automated. There, there is one difference is that in the app, you will not be allowed to invest more than $10,000. Okay? In the retail app. Because that, we feel that is a more conservative approach to take. In our Platinum Club, we start at 100000 so you have to put a minimum there. And then in the plat in, in the app, we only have a long algo. We don't have shorts. In Platinum Club, we have a short algo also. So you get a choice of different algorithms. So it's a much more sophisticated product. It's aimed at the professional investor, high net worth people that who can't afford to take that kind of risk. And, uh, okay, so uh, let's talk about each of these uh, elements on how you plan to build it. So, how will partnerships work? Like you would go to a Wazirx and tell them to offer this to their user base uh, as a paid service? Okay. As a paid service. And, uh, and again, we work out some commercial model between us. Yeah. So I think credits can still be bought by us, but, but through us or through Wazirx. It doesn't matter. Got it. And uh, for the uh, HNI app, the Platinum Club, uh, how will you scale that up? Like, no, that we, will, we, we don't want to go massive scale. We want to just build a, a good customer base. And most of it is through our network, our existing shareholders, advisors, etc. <clears throat> and once we have a core body of 
customers. We want to see how this whole thing works. And then we can scale it up. And that scaling, that again will happen through partners. We can go to boutique wealth management firms. Look, if here is a product if you want to offer to your customers for crypto investment. They don't have anything. So, you know, this is better than anything else in the market at the moment. And so, do you, are you planning to do a fundraise now? You've been bootstrapped so far, right? Yeah, yeah. We were planning to do a fundraise. Then the market went crazy. So we have dialed it back. We are doing a smaller fundraise. And basically, we want to scale our Platinum Club product. We want to scale our crypto product. We want to scale some of the partnerships we've got. And we just want to raise enough money for that. And then we will do a bigger fundraise once the market settles down. So what is the eventual long-term vision of a, like a mutual fund on block, if I can give that as a summary line for so, so that? Yeah, the long-term vision, Akshay, would be multi-asset class platform that is very low-cost, very frictionless, and uses Web3 technology. Hmm. 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 So, so that, you would build that as a DAO? Or would that is one option. That is one option. But that's not the only option. Yeah, It could be a DAO. See, the problem with DAO is that the regulatory stance is very unclear. And what, what I don't want to do is to end up creating a premature DAO in a jurisdiction that currently looks okay, but two years from now will suddenly look inefficient for us. Also, today, we don't manage money. We are giving you the technology tools to manage your own money. Money always stays in your account. It never comes to us. And <laughs> Is that so? It's a big step for us. So we want to see. We want to test our current thesis. We want to see how it goes. If uh, helping people manage their own money in a frictionless way, if uh, if that gives us the results we want, then DAO will not be the best option for us, or it may be the best. Option. So that's what I'm saying. It's very early to say. This was the spotlight presented by the Podium. To listen to more such interesting conversations, log on to thepodium.in.